Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in president-select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Welcome to the Ringer Gambling Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. The Rostradamus. We got a special guest in the building. We got Jersey's finest. We got Shakur Stevenson in the building. What's good with you, man? How you feeling? What's good? What's good, man? I'm feeling good. Uh, just getting closer to the fight, and I'm getting more so uh, relaxed and just staying focused. I see that. I see that. So I want to congratulate you first and foremost because you're everywhere right now. I mean, I've been watching your fights for a long time, but more than any other fight, I mean, it just seems like they're putting you in position to become that guy. I mean, I see you, you know, cranking the siren at the Las Vegas Golden Knights game. I see you at the Raiders game. I see you with the with the Reebok sponsorship. Um, talk about that, and you know, what you what we, can we expect from you and Reebok because that's that's really huge. Uh, I think it's amazing uh thing with me and Reebok going. I feel like uh. Reebok is the underdog. Um, I'm an underdog, so um, it makes sense. And then you got uh, Shaq and AI. Um, one, I done, I done came from the same city as Shaq. Um, we both from North. And then AI, when I moved when I was a kid, I went to uh, Bethel High School for a couple of years, and uh, that was out of Iverson High School coming up. And um, I lived in Hampton at, just like uh, AI. Oh wow! I didn't know you were. I didn't know you were down there. I, I just I I knew you were from New York, and I wanted to ask you. You were like a big Jersey club head. Um, you know I'm from Philly, so you know we got all the DJ Top Mill tapes, the Brick Bandits. We played all the Jersey club. Are you playing that? Nah, I don't be playing it. But my little brothers and my little sisters and all of them be into that. I, I I be I was more so in the gym, so I ain't really was going to like the Jersey club doing all the dances and shit. But I've been to a couple of them, but I wasn't really like out there. Dancing, I was like a little shy. I feel that. So it's just like, I mean, 
when it comes to boxing, we all know that you kind of got to give up your childhood and it's just all about focus. So you were in the Olympics, you had that fight, you finished second, got your silver medal. Talk about the disappointment that brought and, you know, what it turned you into and, you know, how did you approach boxing since then? Honestly, I think that was one of the best things that happened to me. I think that um, winning, I mean, well, not winning. I didn't win a silver medal, but losing the the gold medal and not winning it uh, kind of opened my eyes and made me more locked in and focused and realized that I wasn't uh, unbeatable. That's that's what I had going on in my brain during that time. I felt like I was like um, unbeatable and I didn't have to work as hard. And um, it, it caught up to me, so. Uh, this time around, um, in all my training camps, I work super hard. I do everything the right way, and I make sure that I come in 100%. And um, if I'm giving 100% to me, that's all I can ask for. That's, that's what it's about. It's, it's so funny to me because, you know, other than Andre Ward, I look at all of the great fighters. You look at Roy Jones, 1988. He got robbed in the gold medal situation. He, he had a silver medal. Floyd Mayweather. He didn't get the gold medal. And it turned him into another beast. And I mean, we know Andre Ward was one of the few Americans in the last 20, 30 years to really get the gold. So I see that same thing in you where it's just like, you know, you're going to remain focused and it's just going to take you to the next level. So let's talk about how we got here with Edwin Delo Santos because you're fighting for the vacant WBC lightweight belt. Let's talk about how it got vacant because you were supposed to fight Devin Haney and for the undisputed. And we know he sent you that contract offer, 75-25. You turned it down. Do you regret it? I know you sent it to a purse bid. There's a balance in the boxing business. I mean, obviously, you want to handle the business, but you want to take care of the opportunities. Do you regret it? Once again, I really ain't like... It wasn't like a, like a real turndown. It was more so like, okay, I hear what y'all talking about. That's some bullshit. That's how I look at it. I'm gonna tell you like what was going through my brain at the time. Okay, that's some bullshit. I don't want I don't yeah. want nothing to do. Let's see what the WBC make this. So I'm like, okay, let's go to the WBC. And it could have been the same shit. Like they could have said, oh, 75, 25. They could have said 70, 30, something mm-hmm. that would have been okay. Uh they could have said any different number, but um I just would have had to live with whatever they they came with because that would have been my last option. So um, they kind of put the ball in his court and put it on him and, and made him uh, make a decision whether to fight me or fight Regis. And uh, his decision was to fight Regis and give up his belt instead of staying down and, and, and fighting for his belt. So um, I, I can't respect that. I think that if I was in the same shoes, in the same situation, I'm not – giving up my belt, especially not with nobody that's constantly telling me like they want to smoke. So nah, I, I, that, that's how I look at that situation. I mean, we know you want the smoke because we, we see it. I mean, we saw you, um, you sent bottles to a table at a party. We see you step in the ring. So we know you're not scared of anybody. Um, I think the frustrating thing for us as a fan, you know, it seems like everybody's scared of you. <laughs> Out of all of the fighters that I've seen the last 10, 20 years, I've never seen anybody get ducked like you. And I'm not saying it just because you you hear, but I mean, you had the Frank Martin fight fall apart. You had Loma say, you know, he's not going to take the fight. So do you think some of this comes from you sparring some of these guys? Because you've been in a ring with a Devin Haney. You've been in a ring with a, a, a Tank. We know you sparred these guys. Do you like, do you think that that kind of impacts how people feel about you? 
Yeah, I think that makes a big difference. Um, even with Frank Martin, I've been in the ring with Frank Martin before too. Um, Lomachenko, I've been in the ring with Lomachenko before. So, yeah, I think that do make a difference. Uh, I do kind of regret sparring some of these dudes because now we at a point where we all going to be fighting each other. And, um, it seems like nobody is just willing to jump in the ring. But um, honestly, it just looked like everybody waiting for like a wrinkle. They want to see a wrinkle on me. And who knows? It may happen. It may never happen. So. We just got to wait it out and see. It's all in my hands. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, I mean, you got this guy, Edwin D. Santos coming up. And I think the general public, you know, the casual fan doesn't know, but the, 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 the boxing fan knows this guy has pop. So what do we expect from this fight? You know, I mean, are, is this the guy that you, are you planning to outbox him? Do you think you can stop him? This is a gambling show. So I want to inform the people of what they can get out of you. Uh, honestly, um, I don't. I don't listen to like with with Charles. Like, no disrespect to you, but yeah. with Charles or the media or like anybody says, like they say he got power. You never know until you get in the ring with him how strong he really is. And honestly, when I looked at him, he looked more so. Uh, you could tell like he looked like he got a little crack, but it looked like he uh he a good boxer too. Like I ain't, I ain't just taking away from the fact that he got uh good boxing skills. He got a little good movement. Um, he had trading shots with you. He good at trading shots. So um, I'm not looking past this dude at all. I, I'm taking him very serious. Um, this is not a, a walk in the park in my brain. So uh, I'm coming to dominate, though, still. Like, with that being said, I'm still coming to dominate. I'm still coming to be me. So uh, let's just see how it goes. I mean, we're looking forward to it because I, I think it's going to be a good fight based on what we've seen from you in the past, what we've seen from him in the past. I think it's going to be an exciting fight. It's not the fight that I know you wanted. But I think it's the fight that we got, and we're going to be excited about it. So um, you've been around a lot of great fighters. Obviously, you have, you've been around Andre Ward. You have the bond with Terrence Crawford. Can you talk about the bond that you have with Terrence Crawford and some things that you've learned from him? Uh, I think that um, I, I kind of uh, got a lot better in my career with, with um, being around uh, Terrence Crawford. I kind of made a better adjustment from the amateurs to the pros. Um, we're seeing how Terrence Crawford trained, uh, seeing his sparring, get to see how he sit down on his punches. Um, he pick his punches correctly. Um, I learned a lot from Terrence Crawford overall, like far as like in boxing and outside of boxing. Like his mindset outside the ring is uh, crazy. His mental is stronger than any other any other mental I ever seen. Uh, honestly, so um, I learned a lot from Terrence Crawford. I feel that. I feel that. Do you do you want to see him fight Canelo? Because a lot of people after the Charlo fight, it's just like, damn, you know, he looked too Charlo looked too small for Canelo. But we all know Terrence Crawford is a different beast. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't agree with that. Really? I, yeah, I didn't think that Charlo looked that small compared to Canelo. I thought he looked kind of big. Well, man, I, let me let me reword that. It's not that he was too small. It felt like his punches didn't have any pop on. I think that. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like he just saying, I think it was more so the skills. Like, okay. I, I feel like skillfully, like, could match up to Canelo's skills. Canelo looked a lot faster, more comfortable than him. Yeah, um, honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think it was like a size disadvantage. Like, I don't think that size played too big of a part. Charlo looked real big for that weight, so... Um, 
Nah, I kind of disagree with that, but um, so you so Bud, you do want to see it. You 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 do want to see Bud yeah. fight him. Okay, I would love to see Bud fight him. I honestly, now look when I say this, right? Yeah, because people might think it the wrong way. I'm not saying I don't think like I think Canelo is a bad motherfucker. Like I think Canelo is one of the best fighters in the mm-hmm. sports, and I think it's only gonna take a special fighter to beat Canelo. And um, I just think Bud is that special. I think that I've seen a lot of. Uh, Holes that I think that Bud could capitalize off of, where he uh he kind of load up and throw one or two big shots, and um sometimes you can catch him come in between that, and I think Bud do that real good. Mm-hmm. Um, he started off the fight real fast and strong and, and hard, but as the fight keep going, it's, I'm not saying he's tired, but mm-hmm. he kind of like slowed down a little bit, and I think that Bud picks it up as the fight going. So um honestly, I just think that Bud. Uh, uh, be him mm. or just because Bud is a special uh, special fighter so speaking on moving up in weight you're on your third weight class like how far do you see yourself taking this? do you see yourself at you know welterweight at some point like how many weight classes do you you really want to you know take this to uh, I'm, I'm actually really small so um, I see myself going up there just to like go there like 47 I may mm. try 50 I may go there just to go there but um I'm naturally like a smaller fighter. Like I got a lot of time. I could be at 135. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it makes sense at 140, like I told somebody else, um, I wouldn't mind going up to 140. But it got to be something that like makes sense, and the yeah. money got to be the right way for me to want to do some shit like that. I-, I feel like the the fight with you and Haney is going to be at 140. I feel like y'all are on that collision course. Y'all been going at it, you know, social media heavy. It's it's just, it's, it has to happen at some point. And I feel like 140 is where it's got to take place. And, you know, I've seen the, the video footage of... I disagree again. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we ever going to fight. Um, like, I'm kind of losing hope with that. I don't think he really, like, deep down want to fight me. And I haven't seen a lot of, like, like, fights that was supposed to happen in the sport of boxing. Like, uh, we'll say... Um, Andre Ward versus GGG, uh, like it's certain other fights that that just never happened because one fighter didn't want to fight the other fighter, and um, I think this probably maybe one of those situations. So, damn, I don't think that I don't think that dude want to get in the ring with me. Damn, you can't tell us that, man, because it's just like that's the hope. I mean, it's like I, I think we're at a point now where it's like people want to see you fight Haney and they want to see you fight Tank, and Tank is on the other side of the street. The Haney fight, it felt like it was just easier to make. So if you're telling us this, we hurt, you know, because just as fans, we want to see the best fight the best. So is it just guys just, you know, they're scared, they're just protecting their O? I think that 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 dude don't really want to fight me. Like, deep down inside, he don't have nothing in his heart that he want to get in the ring with me. Um, I think that the even with the um, little offer that he sent, I think it was like a bluff. I think it was something for the media and for the fans to try to, like, beat me to make me look like um, I said no and, 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 and just to try to get a win over the fans. But um, truthfully, deep down inside, we didn't get into, like, the rest of the negotiations. We didn't get into nothing that could have – that we don't know, like, what, what would have stopped the fight. It could have been any little thing with him. And um, I just feel like him and his team don't want that fight, and especially not right now. Damn. That's crazy, man. So changing gears a little bit, we are a gambling show, and I, this is this is the thing that I like to do on the podcast. Um, we got a couple big fights coming up right after yours. We got 
Tyson Fury and Usyk. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm gonna go with. I mean, it, it depends on what Tyson Fury show up. Uh, hopefully, he comes in shape and ready. But I think he'll take Usyk serious. So, I'm gonna go with Tyson Fury. Okay, we gonna go with Benavidez versus Andre. Benavidez versus Andre. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, whew, that's tough. Um, I ain't really got a pick for you. I ain't got okay. no pick. And we got one final one. We got Haney versus um, Progress. And I, I, I know Haney's like your nemesis right now, but who are you picking? Uh, I ain't got no pick for that either. Um, oh. I'm cool with Regis, though. I, I would like to see Regis mm-hmm. um, go out there and do his thing, but um, mm-hmm. I ain't really got no pick. So when it comes to like boxing and betting, are you betting heavily on these fights? I, I know you had some money on Crawford. Um, are you betting on yourself? Has it ever been a fight to where it's just like, damn, like, you know what? I'm going to beat this dude. I'm going to the sports book. I'm sending somebody to the sports book and I'm betting. Now, I stopped doing that because of uh, my fight with Robson because they say South, mm-hmm. I had the knockout. And when I bet the knockout, if you go like pay attention and watch the fight, Mm-hmm. You could tell yeah. that I was looking for the knockout a little bit too much instead of boxing my way into it. And it probably would have came if I'd have boxed my way into it. But I kind of like forced the issue. Like, okay, let's go in here. We about to get it banging. Like, that was my mindset. Like, let's go get it banging. And um, I got to walking him down. And I feel like I'm breaking him, breaking him. But mm-hmm. um, it was more so me looking for the shit. And he could tell that I'm looking for the knockout. And uh, he'll hold me. He's a, he's a crafty fighter, so he kind of uh, found found his way out. So, um, nah, I don't. I, I I'm done doing that shit. I, I'm cool of that because it kind of get me like wanting to do the shit so much. I re- I respect it. I, I like it. the one thing I noticed about you since you've been on this car is like you're just super focused. I mean, I see what was that? You were eating some fruit. You you throwing your hands. So yeah. I I admire the focus that you have going into this fight. And you know, I I truly wish you the best of luck next week against Edwin. Hilo Santos, I know you're going to come through, take down that WBC lightweight world title fight. Um, before we go, I got to ask you, how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as one of the greatest boxers to ever do it. Um, right now on my list, I see uh, Floyd as one of the greatest. Um, you see like Sugar Ray Robinson, Ali. Uh, I want to be like up there with them greats when I'm done boxing. Um, that's my main goal. That was my interview with Shakur Stevenson. Next up, we have Dan Canobio from Inside Boxing Live. We're discussing everything you need to know about Shakur Stevenson versus Edwin D. Los Santos. We break down a couple of other fights as well in the future. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time and the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next 
spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Welcome back to the Ringer Gambling Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. We got a special, special guest in the building. We got my main man. You see him at Inside Boxing Live. You see him on CompuBucks. Dan Clonovio in the building. What's good, man? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Big fan. Uh, ready to talk some boxing, whatever you throw my way. Let's get it on. No doubt. So, I mean, first things first. I want to jump into the fight, but before we get into the fight, Terrence Crawford got stripped of his IBF welterweight championship. He's only held it like four months. He just beat Earl Spence. What do you think about that? Because it's just, it's tough for me to see something like that. I know they don't honor rematch clauses and whatnot. Yeah, it seems like all these sanctioning bodies have their own rules. Um, they're either corrupt, incompetent, or they just make up their own rules as they go along. Most of them um, do all three. And the IBF is looked at as one of the more reputable of them all. Uh, none of them are good. They all have their their um, their warts. And uh, with the IBF is that they don't, uh, like you said, they don't um, honor uh, rematch clauses. So they, they didn't care about the fact that Spence and Crawford were locked up uh, for the next six months with the rematch. They were like, yeah, we're going to strip you uh, because you can't fight Boots Ennis. We're going to elevate Ennis and we're going to put him in a really bad spot. Uh, we're going to confuse a lot of boxing fans out there. We're going to confuse a lot of non-boxing fans, casual fight fans out there who look at Terrence Crawford as the best welterweight in the world. Look him as one of the number one pound-for-pound fighters in the world. And when you see a headline like Terrence Crawford uh, stripped of a title, you're thinking, what did he do wrong? He did nothing wrong. It's the IBF coming up with these fugazi rules out of nowhere uh, and just kind of clouding up the sport. And you don't need that. Boxing doesn't need those types of, of headlines. Um, it's just... Nonsense. Uh, I just said it on, on our show uh, with, with Algeria. It's like you don't need a, an organization or a sanctioning body to know that Terrence Crawford is the best welterweight in the world and one of the best fighters. Like, I understand belts do mean a lot, but they don't mean everything uh, in this one. Uh, Crawford will most likely fight Spence. Uh, if it's at 154, probably will be a better fight. And for Ennis, he was a guy that was going to be a champion one day. It's not great for him to win it in, off of a technicality. I'm sure he doesn't love that. Just a bad situation all around. Just confuses fight fans, and we just don't need that support. Yeah, it's, it's it's a real bad situation. I think it almost puts you in a spot to where, you know, fighters probably want to be like Tank and just say, you know, straight up, the belts don't matter. I'm bigger than the belt. Now, we got a lot of changing changes within the landscape of, you know, boxing. Obviously, PBC, they're no longer going to be with Showtime because Showtime, they shuttered their boxer, boxing situation. What do you see happening there? Um, and do you still see that, that Spence Crawford fight happen? I do see the Spence Crawford fight happen. The thing with the PBC and, and Al Heyman is um, he's very good at finding networks. I mean, is he good at keeping those networks? He uh, doesn't have a great track record there. Kind of wears out his welcome a little bit. But he is good at getting these networks on board. And I've heard everything from it could be a deal with Netflix. I've heard everything from it could be a deal with Amazon Prime. The latest is what I'm hearing is that the zone is the, the front runner here. The thing with the PBC as well is they keep everything close to the vest. 
you know, I'm asking people around in, in the boxing world where they think it's going to happen. They get three different answers. What I'm not worried about is them not having a, a deal. I think it, they probably have it right now and they're waiting to announce it. Um, the thing with the PBC that's what they have going for them is that they have three of the most marketable stars in boxing right now. It's Tank, it's Crawford, and it's Canelo. So you go to a, a network, you should be able to, to find a deal for at least uh, you know one or two years. So I'm interested. I, I really don't know. I wish I did know. But I'm really interested to see where it ends up next. I think it's some type of streaming service, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Netflix. I think Netflix is probably unlikely. To me, it's either Amazon or DAZN. And I think it would be really ironic if PBC ends up on DAZN. I feel like they spent uh, a lot of time diminishing DAZN, uh, whether it was Steven Espinosa or, or Leonard Ellerby taking shots at DAZN. And I think as for a fight fan and the consumer, if you already have DAZN, it's one less app that you have to go out and get. But therefore, you know, those prices are going to keep soaring and keep going up, especially if you add a Canelo to the service or back to the service, I should say, the zone and, and Tank in, in, in Crawford. But, you know, I, I think it's going to be a streaming service. That makes sense. That makes sense. So we got a, a big fight this week. We got Shakur Stevenson. He's trying to become a three-weight world champion. He's taking on Edwin D. Los Santos for the vacant WBC lightweight world title. This Thursday, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a really interesting fight for me because, I mean, we had Shakur Stevenson on this show, and this is not the fight he won. Obviously, he won the Devin Haney fight. That didn't happen. What are your thoughts on this fight? Um, this is a gambling podcast. You look at the, the odds right now. There's not a lot of value on laying it with Shakur Stevenson, minus 1,300, plus 720. Um, what's your thoughts on the fight? And, how are you betting this if you had to bet it? I was actually just looking at the odds myself. It's one of those fights where you may not even want to go near it because that's how good Stevenson is. Um, I think I had, I had DraftKings minus 1,200 or whatever, minus 1,300. I mean, maybe you could look at a stoppage, but the thing with, with Stevenson is he's just not that type of fighter. He's the type of guy that's just going to make you miss and he's going to make you pay and he's going to show his boxing uh, expertise for, for 12 rounds and it's perfectly fine with dominating over a course of 12 rounds. The thing with De Los Santos is he's very tough. Uh, he's very rugged. He's a very powerful puncher. He's probably a, a bigger puncher than Frank Martin. He's a, a bigger puncher than Lomachenko and a bigger puncher than, than Devin Haney. The thing that he's missing is like, maybe the boxing IQ uh, and maybe the, the championship rounds. He's only 23 years old. Uh, his biggest fight was against Joseph Adorno or Jose Valenzuela. Those are big wins, but that's not the same level as Shakur Stevenson. Um, I think Stevenson's going to roll in this fight. He's almost impossible to hit. He has the best defense in boxing. He's the highest plus-minus ranking in boxing. That's hit, don't get hit. It's plus 20.3. He's number two in power punch connect percentage. He doesn't get uh, outlanded in any rounds. He's only been outlanded three times in 133 professional rounds. This guy is as dominant as you can possibly be in the boxing world. And in this fight, he's going for his third title in a, in a third weight class in a nine-fight span. He's, at, he's doing amazing things. It's only a matter of time before he gets a tank in the ring or a Haney in the ring or maybe he has to hop up to 140 one day and get uh, a Tiafimo Lopez. But at this point, I'm just sitting back and watching the greatness of, of Shakur. I expect him to roll in this one. If you have a lot of money to throw around, then you would take Stevenson money line, but you have to <laughs> throw down a ton of money on that. I mean, we know he's not going to get hit. I mean, you you hinted on the copy box numbers. I mean, you look at his copy box numbers. I mean, you're talking fuels to get hit, like 5.5 yeah. power punches around. Nice. Um, so I don't expect De Los Santos to be able to hit him. 
But I actually like the stoppage in this fight. And you're looking at, you know, Shakur Stevenson, KL, TKO, plus 320. Um, I look at his last four fights. Um, you look at the fight against Jamel Heron. You look at the fight against um, Yoshino. Mm -hmm. I just think when I watch De Los Santos against Valenzuela, um, he got hit by, he got dropped by a guy who's not really that much of a power puncher. Right. So I'm seeing this as a fight where just the accumulation. We know, you know, Shakur is not a big puncher, but he's going like to counter this guy. Yeah, I'm seeing like a late stoppage. So I like hmm. it's it's tough for me because I mean, obviously you got the decision sitting out there at minus 250. But there's not a lot of value on that for me. Just because I mean the, the 11 half rounds, I mean the over under 11 half rounds is like it's juice minus 400. Yeah, they, but they, I just think everything's tilted towards a Shakur decision. Yeah, but this feels like it's F1 weekend in Vegas. Mm -hmm. The whole world is out there. This is a showcase fight for him. Right. I feel like he's going to go out there and just, you know, lay stoppage, you know, 10th round. And, you know, he's just going to, like, at some point, they're just going to have to stop the fight. So what I'm that seeing be, right now on FanDuel. That'd be nice. Yeah. I, like I found this interesting. So on FanDuel Sportsbook right now, they have Shakur Stevenson round seven to twelve plus five hundred. Oh wow! And they have rounds nine through twelve plus eight fifty. If I'm taking That's a long cool. shot, take the long shot. It, I think that depends on how De Los Santos comes out and fights, because mm -hmm. it takes two to tango. Styles make fights, right? You bring up the Valenzuela fight. De Los Santos came out like a bat out of hell. I mean, he got dropped because he was willing to trade, and then he fights Adorno. And he boxes. And he's not interested in a stoppage. He's interested in, in showing off his boxing skills. And I'm like, all right, so who is Edwin De Los Santos? Is he a brawler or is he a boxer? And if he comes out and box and tries to outbox Stevenson, it's going to go 12 rounds. If he comes out and says, listen, I have no shot to outbox this guy. He's a master boxer. one of the best of this generation. I need to take it to Stevenson and, and try to stop him. Then we probably will get a stoppage. So it's, oh, I think it all depends on, on De Los Santos. And that's kind of tough to handicap because you don't know how guys are going to uh, try to fight Stevenson. He could have the game plan. I'm going to go in there and brawl and then like switch it up midway through and say, I'm going to try to box now because I don't want to get stopped. And then you're looking at a, a decision. It, it's just Stevenson is such a riddle and no one's been able to even come close to figuring him out. Yeah. I, you you pointed out another aspect because I didn't, I didn't realize. Like I, I always kind of looked at him as like a brawler. I didn't mm -hmm. realize, you know, he had the other fight where he just kind of just didn't come out and, and brawl. So I that put money down on Dio Santos stoppage and he comes out and he's boxing like Pernell Whitaker. And I'm like, who the hell? Is he? <laughs> what are we doing? You just lost me some money here. But I was like happy for him because he figured out a new style. And it's probably going to help prolong his career. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what he's going to come out and do because his two most his two biggest wins, De Los Santos. Um, one of them, he looked like a brawler and the other one, he looked like a, a really good boxer. So. It probably would help him against Stevenson because you have to find like that that hybrid. Uh, yeah. But I just don't think he's gonna be able to do it, man. Stoppage, yeah. it's that late stoppage though is worth sprinkling some money on. So I, I mean, just like you, I like plus plus bets. We all like plus bets. Um, I think Stevenson. I was just talking about this with Chris. Like I, I think he does need to stop. Like, yeah, the guy's getting a lot of grief. I mean, he's getting a lot of he gets a lot of heat from the boxing uh, fans. Um, somehow I don't know why. And, uh, you know, this is not the, the main guy he wanted to fight. You know, he wanted to fight Lomo. He wanted to fight Devin. He wanted to fight Frank Martin. Um, this is a Thursday night. It's his main, main event. Like you talked about, it was a big, a lot of big Vegas weekend. A stoppage would go a long way. A stoppage would go a really long way for Stevenson. But he's not the type of guy to look for stoppages. He's totally fine with going 12. 
So that's that's interesting. It's tough. That's why gambling's hard, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's so funny because I, I had Shakur on here earlier, and he spoke about how I asked him, "Do you ever bet on your fights?" And he said, for one of his fights, he actually bet the stoppage. Oh, and God. found himself pressing, and he couldn't get the stoppage. <laughs> so you know, Thurman, that, did that. Thurman did that against Danny Garcia. He did like round two stoppage, and he came out throwing haymakers. It's kind of crazy. They're allowed to bet on themselves. Wild. I, I think they just send another guy in and mm, there, yeah. so they, they they can't do it themselves. Like I know Floyd tried to do it for the McGregor fight. Um, he tried to bet the under, and they're oh, like, "Yo, you're a promoter." A I made a lot you're, of money on Floyd uh, Connor. Uh, seven through twelve stoppage. That was easy money. Oh, that was that was the fight of the century. What, what <laughs> would you say um, is the 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 fight that you got the best like um that you got the best payout on that you just nailed that nobody else nailed? Oh man, I'm trying to think. Um, wait, were the best? Um, it's one that comes to mind. Not that it was that big, uh, but it was kind of recent. Was Chantel Cameron um getting that that decision over Katie Taylor in Ireland? Um, mm-hmm. no, everyone was telling me there's no way. It was Katie Taylor's first fight in Ireland, I think, of her professional career. Uh, it was the first big fight in Ireland in, in a long time because of uh, all the stuff that was going on with Kinahan and all that nonsense. You know, she's an icon there. There's no way that Katie Taylor is not going to get a decision there over Chantel Cameron. And I think I think that Cameron was like a plus 250 um, underdog. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, all right, that's easy money. Put down on that. Made, made some dough on that one. Uh, I think I bet Alicia Baumgartner. Uh, women's boxing, I, I like, I enjoy uh, gambling on, on, on that, but none of them, the big ones come to mind. The Floyd Connor one, that was like the easiest bet ever. Uh, mm. 7 to 12. I knew that Floyd was going to carry him. I knew that it was going to be a show. I knew he was going to step on it and step on the gas pedal. I've been pretty good with my parlays. I have a deal with a, a sports book where I have to do parlays. Those are mm-hmm. fun because you got to, it's not just one. You got to come up with two, uh, which makes it, it makes it tougher. But I've had a pretty good year. Um, we all yeah. have our, our losses, but I've had a pretty good year. That's good. That's good to know. So let's move on to this next fight. I don't have much on this, but um, Emmanuel um Navarrete is taking on Robson um Kansai Sao. So um, this is an interesting fight for me. What's your thoughts on it? Navarrete is a freak. Um, he throws punches from all different angles. Throws about seventy five punches around. Um, he's a guy that I think has his sights on bigger fights. Um, he's got a lot of power. And Sao doesn't have power. And Sao comes from that Cuban school. Of, uh, of 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 boxing, where you score points in the amateur system, and that's what he tried to do with the pro ranks, and a lot of times that doesn't really translate in the pro ranks, and he has a few losses on, on his record. He's just not the power, and Navarrete is very very powerful. This is a fight where I'm really confident betting stop. I think Navarrete mm-hmm. is gonna, is coming into his own. Uh, I think he has sights on Stevenson. There's a reason why they they put him on this card. He's at 130 right now. Navarrete's a champ there. There are no big fights for him at 130. The biggest fight for Navarrete right now is Stevenson. And as we know, mm-hmm. Stevenson has trouble getting anyone in the ring with him. I think Navarrete is willing to get into the ring with Stevenson. I think he wants to make a, a, a splash. I think he wants to make a statement, Navarrete. Um, I, I'm i going to put uh, money down on Navarrete to win uh, via stoppage. Yeah, we have that at plus 102 at FanDuel Sportsbook. But one thing about Navarrete, he reminds me of like Paul Williams in terms of that work rate. <laughs> like he threw yeah. like a thousand punches around. Um, Against um, Valdez, which was, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just the cardio it takes to do that. Um, so I, I kind of expected the same, but I haven't seen much of um, Kansai Sao. I can't pronounce his name, but um, yeah, he's he's all right. I mean, he, he's a he's a guy that's been in the, in in there with um, 
some of the bigger names. Uh, he fought Shakur Stevenson. Um, he took him the distance there. I thought Stevenson could have had him out in the fifth or sixth round, but that once again, Stevenson kind of took his foot off the gas pedal. Um, he also lost to Valdez, um, unanimous decision loss. Like, so he has losses on his, on his ledger, but he doesn't have any knockout losses. But he's up there in age, 35 years old. Uh, he has a lot of mileage in terms of the amateur career. I think Navarrete, I think his style is all wrong for Kinsei. I think he's not the power to keep Navarrete off of him. Navarrete's going to throw 75, 80 punches around and start warming. He's going to warm up, too. The thing with Navarrete is he doesn't come out throwing 80. He'll, he'll warm up in the you know, third or fourth round, start laying in, and uh, you know that late stoppage will come. Okay, okay. So before you get out of here, I got three fights I need to ask you, ask your opinion on. Um, they're yeah. coming up. Um, we got Benavidez versus Andre. Mm. Who are you betting on? What's your thoughts? Man, I haven't thought about the betting angle, but I really think that Andrade is a live dog. I think mm. Andrade is so um, skilled. Uh, I think he's so tough. His style is really, really tricky uh, as a southpaw. He's hard to hit. Um, the only thing that worries me is that he's 35 years old, and I don't know if he has that second gear. Um, I don't know if he has the legs to keep Benavidez, uh, to keep Benavidez off. Like Benavidez is, is just going to stalk and pray. Benavidez mm-hmm. is going to eventually find you like he does every single uh, opponent that he's fought. Uh, that's his game. He'll, he'll figure you out in the fifth, sixth round. He'll lay on the gas pedal. Can Andre dance around in there? Can he use his legs? He's going to win. He's not going to win by a stoppage, uh, Andre. He's going to win by outboxing uh, Benavidez. And I think Benavidez is coming into his own. Like that fight, I'm, I'm willing to maybe think about Andrade. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% confident, but I think that a lot of people are overlooking him. But it just comes down to 35-year-old legs. I know he hasn't yeah. been in a lot of wars, Andrade, but can he use those legs to beat Benavides, who's like in his prime right now? Love that fight, though. I think that's going to be an yeah, awesome Yeah, I do. I, I like it. I actually like it to go to distance, just because, I mean, you, you laid out a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you can find that minus 146. And it, and to me, Andre, it's just so hard to hit. So That's got um, 115, 113 written all over it. Controversial one way or the other. That fight. So our next fight, we got Haney versus um, Prograce. Like, and I feel like Haney only took this fight because Prograce didn't look good in his last one. <laughs> Haney's very calculated. Uh, he's a businessman. Um, he's smart. And Haney looked awful in his, excuse me. Progray looked awful in his last fight. He was fighting in front of his hometown, which is not easy. Running against a guy that didn't want to engage. Uh, was, I think Haney was, um, excuse me, Progray was looking towards bigger fights. Um, so he looked awful. I don't think that Progray will come out in this fight. I think Progray is going to be very motivated in this fight. But I think Haney's on another level right now. I think he's trending in the right direction. This is at 140 pounds, so he's going to be more comfortable. Close fight, though, because that's the thing. All Haney's fights are close fights because he doesn't have that game-changing power. Um, it's going to be a, a tough one for Haney, but I expect Haney to win a decision in that one. Okay, okay, I'm I'm, I'm on the same page. So our last one, Fury versus Usyk, and I I want to, I've already jumped on Fury. Like <laughs> this fight is just badly mispriced for me. It's minus one seventy two plus one one thirty four. I think it opened up like one fifty or so. Like right. I know Fury was playing with the MMA guy, but mm-hmm. tell me if I'm bugging or not because this price seems all wrong. Oh, I, I think Fury's going to win pretty easily. You know, Styles make fights. Like Fury did not train for Ngannou. I don't care what he says. He said he had a 12-month camp, a 12-week camp. That's, that's bullshit. He did not. Mm-hmm. He did not take Ngannou seriously. Uh, he also got embarrassed by Ngannou. 
So he's going to take that into a real camp against Usyk. Usyk's too small. Fury's going to he's going to lay on him. He's going to do what he did to Wilder in that uh, third fight or in that second fight. And I expect Fury uh, to win pretty easily. So yeah, I would hop on Fury. That, but that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, almost definitely. I mean, like like you saw the fight against Du Bois. He couldn't handle those body punches at all. <laughs> like, and Fury's not that big of a body puncher, but I, I think he will attack the, the body. Uh, the only yeah. thing that, that gives you a little pause is that Fury has had issues with smaller heavyweights. Uh, Steve Cunningham, that to go back like 10 years ago, um, gave actually dropped Fury at the theater inside of Madison Square Garden. But that was a long time ago. Fury had hair then. Um, he was a totally different person. Um, so it's tough uh, with that one. But I, I think this is a classic fight where some guys are thinking that Usyk has a shot here because of how Fury looked against Ngannou. That mm-hmm. fight was an aberration. I mean, there was it was just almost it almost didn't exist in terms of how Fury was taking it. Um, in terms of it almost felt like he was trying to sell us on, <laughs> like sell us that he could like just playing possum almost just because I, like yeah. I knew he was playing for that fight. <laughs> right, it wasn't the title wasn't on the line. It was ten rounds. It was they were getting a shit ton of money. Um, he wasn't giving Ngano much of a shot. Season Ngano's got decent skills in the first two rounds. He's dropped in the third round. Uh, it was just a lot going wrong there, and I, I think that Fury's had does have an ego, and he's not going to go out like that. He's going to go out. He's going to stop Usyk or potentially, you know, beat him for twelve rounds, and that's it. Okay, no doubt. I'm I'm glad I'm on the same page as you for a lot of these. It just makes me feel a lot smarter. So, um, <laughs> I, I want to thank you for coming on. Is there anything that you want to tell people before you get out of here? Um, anything you want to promote? Just inside boxing live over on uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Me and Chris Algieri. Breaking down fights, uh, pre and post, and you know, watching boxing every single week. I think the next six weeks are going to be awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Right up until Furious, you know, I just think we're on a good run. I know a lot of boxing fans are a little worried about what's going on with PBC. Is it going to, you know, what where's it going to be? I wouldn't be too worried. It's going to be somewhere, and we're all going to pay because we love boxing and we're degenerates. Almost oh, definitely. Um, I got to thank you for doing this. I'm I've been a huge fan for quite some time, so it's truly an honor to have you on. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ringer Gambling Show. You heard the interview with Shakur Stevenson. You heard the fight breakdowns with Dan Canobio. Make sure you check him out on Inside Boxing Live. We got a lot of great things going on on the Ringer Gambling feed. We got Warren Sharp, Joe House on Friday. We got East Coast Bias on Thursday. We got the Ringer Wise Guys on FanDuel TV. So make sure you check us out. It's the Ringer Gambling Show. Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. Rostradamus. You know how it's going down. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 if you're in Arizona. If you're in Connecticut, call 1-888-789-789. 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. 
Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. 